Bob Kumal, Gunjan. And your Pilan Jandina. Scorn, scorn, scorn. Interesting article that you penned here. Um, and I want us maybe to, to uh, take a step back. Sure. Uh, you said it took you, took you a few weeks of thinking, reading and trying to understand what creating an, uh, what would be racist about creating a private Afrikaans university on the back of contributions of ordinary people. Um, and you couldn't find anything. I couldn't find fault with with the de- with the decision by Solidarity, which is funding uh, this uh, this institution, uh, pu- to put put the matter into context. This institution has been in existence for some time. It's a technical college. Mm. Now they want to upgrade it into, into mm. a, you know, a fully fledged university, mm. by my understanding. But they will be using um, Africans as a medium of instruction. Mm. Now, uh, in my column, as as you correctly pointed out, I. I, th- I tried very hard to understand uh, the the halabalu, the furore uh, that followed uh, the the announcement mm. that they want to extend this into into a fully fledged university, conducting its business in Africans. I don't find any fault with that. Mm. Uh, were public funds uh, involved in such a venture to promote Africans at the expense? of other languages, mm. then I would have a mm. problem. But now this is a private institution. They are funding their own uh, project. And uh, as far as I know, uh, they are not saying uh, the, they will allow only African people mm. to, to enroll or to register. As long as you subscribe to the notion of being taught mm. in, Af- in Africans, whether you are black or Indian or colored, they will welcome you. Mm. I don't find any fault with that. Yeah. In fact... In fact, I um I want to argue that we as black people who've been uh, complaining mm. about this should uh, f- uh, draw inspiration from okay. this example. I want yeah. us to pause there for a second. Sure, no because problem. because I I mean I want us to interrogate a few themes in, in our conversation. The first one, mm-hmm. do you get a sense that uh, as Amanda Bamnyama we are overly sensitive to any initiative that tries to preserve, develop um, or do whatever to the language of Afrikaans. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that Afrikaans, by the way, in its own history, is a black person's language, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, formed. Of course, of course. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a creolized language of yeah, slaves. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. um, let's put aside the fact that it was, you know, um, mm. taken by a group of, uh, you know, um, Dutch for descendants and uh, mm. they've made something of it, uh, I guess, and, and made it a language of industry and commerce. But that's a story for another day. Do, do you get a sense that we, we are quite sensitive as African people and as black people in general uh, to any assertion about the restoration, development, and even uh, the preservation of Africans? Yeah, well, um, to be fair, uh, Africans has got this political baggage. Mm. It was uh, the language of the oppressor. Even though um, the the vast majority of African speakers are are actually black people. Yeah. Yeah, in the Eastern Cape, Western Cape, all the way to Limpopo, are black people who mm. speak Afrikaans as a first language. But and it's, and it's very unfortunate that it was hijacked by the apartheidics, the apartheid apartheidics, mm. uh, people who oppressed us. So therefore, it has become a, a tainted language, so to speak. So I understand the sensitivity. Mm. However, what I do not get is, I mean, we're speaking in English. Sure. which uh, is another oppressor's uh, language. We, but we mm. don't associate it with oppression uh, uh, yeah, or suppression of our... And yet the English yeah. colonized this country exactly. for much longer Exactly, they were the first the colonizers, British, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. The Dutch, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I do find that unfortunate uh, because there is something called pencil 
the pan African pan South African language is born. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which recognizes and uh, tries to promote all official languages, mm. especially indigenous languages, and Afrikaans is one of those. Mm. So uh, gradually, I believe and I hope uh, that the the uh, the language Afrikaans itself will shall be rescued mm. and uh, be be put back into the mainstream. Sure. And and uh, the, the 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 taint or the 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 amal adara smell that is attached to Africans will disappear mm. at some stage. You mm. you say in the column here that uh, the reason for our I guess furor and all of these other things and the hypocrisy is that uh, it'll contribute to us being manipulated by the Guptas, the Akritis, the Watsons, and the Stellenbosch mafia. We are averse to hard work, especially if it involves having to wait for a long time for results. We want instant gratification. And I want to ask you, Mbulaz, do you not think that, uh, I guess, you're playing into the caricaturization of black people, much like Johan Rupert has done, right? Sure, sure. Uh, sure. Which is to say, uh, and uh, in one fell swoop, take all of the complex experiences, be it of a black capitalist class or even a post sort of apartheid, nouveau roche, middle class, uh, whatever you want to name it, and lump that into this very crass, very, you know, ostentatious displays of wealth uh, notwithstanding the fact that yes those things are there yeah. but I, I I wouldn't think that they're the sum total of that experience do, do you feel like you fall into that trap yeah look uh, maybe it was too strong of course strong. you wouldn't say yes it, yeah, it, but, it was uh, too strong a mm, point to make sure. there but uh, what, what I was trying to argue and I still argue is uh, um, apartheid has kind of uh, killed our uh, thinking uh, uh, capacity it mm. has uh, uh, killed the spirit spirit of um, initiative. Um, we we want uh, handouts. I mean, we 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 burn things down. We burn our libraries, our schools, and so on. And we go back to government and say, provide, provide, mm. provide. Mm. So we we can't be we can't uh, rely on this nanny state forever. Mm. So all I was trying to do was to light the proverbial uh, fire. Okay. And, yeah, under the backside of of our people. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'm controversial in my writing, mm. and I don't apologize for sure, that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's take this brief break. And on the other side, we, we unpack whether or not uh, Umbulazi has used a sledgehammer to try and uh, drive his point home. But he does say <laughs> here that Tinabandubamnyama, uh, we don't have media houses, we don't have private schools, we don't even have private universities. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I know of a few private schools that are run by black people, and I know of a few media houses. Whether or not, as black people, we support them is a story for another day. But we'll sure. return to those themes after this brief break. 18 minutes it is before 9 p.m. I'm in conversation with uh, the man, by his own admission, who says, non-controversial. <laughs> I'm here with Fred Kumalo, a veteran, a journalist, columnist, and uh, someone who's certainly uh, been, uh, you know, Oprah Fred, as the thought leaders, before we even coined that term. You know, day one influencers. But that being said, um, Fred, I'm quite interested uh in, in one of the things that you mentioned here, and I said just before the break, there's a few things I want to take you to task on. Sure. sure. Uh, and uh, we're speaking about it now uh, during the break, because you say here that you are yet to see, um, you know, black media houses, black private schools, um, you know, or even a black university owned and run by black people in a country that is majority black. Sure. I take the point, right? Mm. I think there are too few of those. I, I mean, I wouldn't say they ah, don't right, exist, right? right? Yeah. Uh, you've, um, correct, you've corrected yeah, me. I yeah, wasn't I'm, aware of I mean, I made the case uh, yeah. during the break of uh, the Nova Pioneer Schools, which mm. uh, were formed uh, by a gentleman who uh, used to be a, a consultant at McKinsey, 
uh, and uh, I just forget his name. He's got a Nigerian name, and he'll come back to me. Um, and uh, he's also the, the gentleman, I think, who was married at some point. We're still married to uh, Kanye uh, uh, so uh, we also have seen Sizwang Nasana uh, through his own uh, platforms building a series of uh, private schools and many have emerged I think in the post you know mm. apartheid period if you look in the inner city of Johannesburg and we can have a debate around the quality of the education okay, and the like that's, that's um, yeah. but I think even the media houses uh, there are black media houses that have emerged whether or not they've succeeded is an entirely different story whether or not they've had the critical scale that comes with being mm. a black media house in a black owned country and I think for me, that's the issue. That uh, Yeah, when I'm talking know? about media house, I'm talking mm. about um, heavy hitters like Tiso, Plexstar, Naspers. But isn't Tiso Black owned now? Okay, <laughs> that's, that, okay, that's, that's okay sure. I don't want to get <laughs> to bend my fingers here. Yeah. But yeah, what, what I'm saying, a black initiative mm. still lacks. Sure. Um, so in all I was trying to do uh, through this article is mm. to... Um, stir debates um, about how to get inspired as black people to start our own things. Mm. Um, we expend so much energy and time uh, complaining rather than uh, building from from the foundation up our own projects, um, yeah. especially on the on the front of education, because that is to me. That is the gateway to the future. Mm, yeah, mm, no, indeed. And uh, the, the gentleman's name, who I was looking for here, I finally found the name is Chinesi Chijoke. He used to be uh, with McKinsey and Company, and is ah. uh, uh, the founder of the Nova Pioneer Schools for Innovators and Leaders. Lovely. Now, lovely, now the school lovely. is built around that. Sure. Um, and uh, I guess uh, it was opportunity to plug the school as well. But but I think the point you're making raises for me another consideration. Right. Sure. When someone like Chinesi and uh, the team that they've put together, or even uh, someone like Sizwe Nasan puts together a school of this kind, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it might not necessarily be a private school. It might be a hospital. It might be a media house. Mm -hmm. Often we have the challenge of getting black people to support those things. Yes. Uh, what do you think accounts for that? I, it's, it's what Bob Marley would have called mental slavery. Liberate yourself from mental slavery. Mm. You perceive of a black initiative as inferior mm. because it's run by a black person. I mean, look at, look at our township schools. They're not functional anymore because mm. everyone uh, is, is 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 flowing to is flooding to 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 the suburbs yeah. because there's this perception yeah. that uh, schools in the suburbs are better than the ones in the township. Why don't we um, upscale or upskill those in the townships? Why don't you clean them up? Why, why mm. don't we supply them with properly trained uh, uh, managers, principals, and and teachers and so on? Because We've been told all that that is ours is inferior. So that mental slavery is still there. Uh, Steve Bigot tried to teach that uh, the, the, the ethos of a black pride, black consciousness, mm. to say take pride in who you are, in what you do. Uh, so that is what is, is, is missing here. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, make, you make a point there that you know these guys especially this nouveau riche can mm. go and chill drink very expensive liquor and talk about their days at ngoya teflop forte uwc and all of these places without even shuddering at the thought that none of them after they've left these institutions have reinvested in them and i find that quite startling because if you look at the american african american experience Mm -hmm. of historically black institutions. Oh, the Moore Houses. Yeah, the Moore Houses, mm -hmm. the, you know, the uh, many others, Spelman College and, yeah, uh, and others. Yeah. The investments that people continue to make 
in those institutions, right? Yeah. Uh, it was 60 years of turf loop the other day, uh, mm-hmm. the University mm-hmm. of the North or the University of Limpopo now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to, to hear the names of luminaries that have attended that institution. And I was sitting mm-hmm. asking myself, how many of those luminaries, including our own president, mm-hmm. send their children to the same institution? Yeah, uh, the reality is not not many, not many, because uh, uh, the children of children of, of our leaders um, are at UCT, vets, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it um, there's this uh, inbuilt inferiority complex to say, no, my my child will have to go at this very illustrious and successful university, uh, UCT of vets. Mm. And then when it comes to funding as well, look at those sure, three sure. three universities. They are in economic doldrums. I mean, mm. you go, yeah, it's very unfortunate. And uh, I do not know if um, all these uh, billionaires that we have, uh, in, black billionaires that we have in South Africa, uh, contribute to, towards those, those universities. Mm. I do not have access to that kind of information. But uh, it, what I was trying to say is, Please let's look back at where we come from mm. and make some contributions. Sure. Know? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let's pause there for a second mm. and uh, also uh, reach out to you and uh, invite you to uh, join us for this conversation. Give us a ring on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. You might have a, a view different to mine. Uh, I, I certainly uh, share some of the sentiment that is in this article. I think we, we've done a shoddy job of investing in our own historically black institutions. And uh, I recall uh, not too long ago, uh, the likes of Bishop Njongongul Ndungani uh, and many others had uh, a project called um, sort of uh, Heritage Schools yes. uh, with the likes of Hilltown, the likes of uh, Oshange, mm. uh, Inanda and many other institutions were earmarked uh, for investment and uh, development uh, by the alumni and even by the society as a whole. What happened to those projects? And uh, surely uh, we should be saying, as we speak about decolonizing our education, uh, maybe set our sights on historically black institutions and the context that they find themselves in. Uh, it would be interesting uh, to uh, speak, of course, uh, of a university of Forte that is leading the charge when we talk about issues of rural uh, transformation and agrarian development. But uh, it's quite clear that we don't have that situation. I'd love to hear from you. Give me a ring on 89 I'll also take a look at some of your tweets. Eight minutes it is before the top of the hour. Let's take some of your calls now. And uh, I've got uh, Manze Zulu from uh, Mpumalanga. Good evening to you. Yeah, good evening, Chief. Good evening, Ah, uh, Thank you, thank you. Please go ahead. Uh, no, 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 You know, uh, whites will always try to, to um, um, move as fast as they can away from blacks mm. because they've just realized that wherever they, they go, we, we, we want to follow them. And, 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 uh, yes, you've just touched on a very critical point that our schools, our local schools in the township, it, it, it doesn't seem relevant to, to us as, as blacks that we will send our kids to a township schools. Mm. You, you know what is the reason? The reason is the teachers that are teaching in those schools in the township, they are kids do not attend those ah, schools. That's true. That one, uh, that one is true. So, so that, is why, that is why everybody now, you're looking at your neighbor who's mm. a teacher, uh, you or she is sending... The, uh, he, uh, his or her kids to, to a white school. Ah, and, I can and definitely agree you with ask yourself, if, if this particular teacher mm. knows what she's doing, whatever she teaches at a particular school, why would she then take a kids to another school yeah. and, okay. and, and, and think that Mother that school will teach? 
Thank you so much for that. Manzazulu speaking to us from Mpumalanga. I certainly share that. I mean, I'm a child of two teachers as well. Baby teacher Lokshin. And uh, I can tell you right now that uh, they didn't even want to entertain the possibility of uh, taking their own children uh, to schools in the township. Zandel, Zandil, Usekapa, good evening to you. Hi, Aya. Hello. Look, I love this topic. You know, it's concerning the way we look down at our own education mm. systems. And we don't have, after all these years, we don't have our own institutions of higher learning at, mm. and yet we have so many academics mm. that mm. could mend these institutions. Yeah, you know? yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's my thought. And if the right person comes with some, some concept or a poorer person, we will shoot it down. Mm. 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 And you know we, what the sad we, thing is, Sandil, is that, uh, you know, just like Oprah Fred was saying, we are the ones that are going to end up sending our kids to that technical college, the Africans. And then we're going to say exactly. to them, African, so that you can go to that technical college, which was never meant for them. And we go there and we demand that they change the medium of instruction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, common sense, we invade their space and then say, no, do this, don't no, do but this. No, but to be fair, I call spaces every part of this country here to song. So if... Okay, uh, if, <laughs> if I build my own school in, uh, sure. in Langa, and then they come and say, no, you can't teach in Isikosa only. We want our kids here also. Ah, man. Difficult, eh? Yeah. No, Zadi, thank you so much for that point. And I'll get, I'll get uh, Umtungwa here to respond to that one. Bulaz. Yeah. <laughs> the, the two callers are confirming what, what, what we've just been saying, that uh, we have a problem of looking down upon our own things. And Uputi Manze Zulute, he said uh, people are sending their, their, their kids to um, suburban schools because the ones in the townships are not functioning. Why don't we fix them? Mm. That is a major challenge sure. that, should we, that we should be taking upon to fix fix what is broken mm. with our schools in the townships. No you, one is going to fix them for us. Prophet, you were making a very interesting <coughs> point, which I, I guess I've also seen uh, where I come from. Mm. This exodus from township schools, mm. uh, be it to schools either in historically colored or historically Indian communities and even historically white schools, mm. uh, to the point where you find empty schools. I mean, you, you go to some parts of Soweto uh, yeah, yeah, and you I find an empty school. I come from mm. Hammersdale in KwaZulu-Natal. Yeah, those schools uh, in the townships are not functioning anymore because everyone is sending their kids to former model C schools in colored townships or Indian townships mm. and, and Indian and, and neighborhoods and so on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that is dysfunctional. But, but is that not a function of resourcing? So, so I've always held a view that, you know, if a model C school is a public school, which public ought it to be serving? Because historically, those are the well-resourced ones. They have yeah. six cricket fields, they have swimming that, that, pools, that they have all true. of these things. That is true. So I have a right as a South African yes. to, f- to say I am also part of that public that is, has to be served by that school. There's no debate about that, mm. not, not whatsoever. Sure. What, but what about uh, upscaling the ones exactly. in the township mm. and uh, resourcing them properly sure. in terms of uh, staffing, in terms of the actual infrastructure? Mm. You go to our township schools, 
many of them are in uh, are shambles. Yeah. Are shambles yeah. because they haven't been prioritized. I mean, how many years after 1994, where we said we are re launching this country, so to speak. Mm. We, uh, we have to resource those uh, neighborhoods uh, that, uh, that have been uh, I- ignored as a mm. result of uh, apartheid Ish. planning, yeah, yeah. special planning. Tough times, tough times. Let's take our last caller on this one before we get uh, some closing remarks from you, um, Bulas. Vuyo, Usekapa, good evening to you. Molo, molo, good evening. right? Good man. Good Please go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dominator. I'm not being racist or something, but in reality, must we must we must say it. If I'm telling her when I'm telling her, approach it. I'm telling her the key and go. You know, there's nothing according to change. Ah, I'm telling her the approach. Ah, ah, and the and the guy throws it away. But then, massive me uba. Well, guy classes pilakuyo is in those yamangelo so. So if asokwazo asweb to ba okay, ikona i i aba inferior ba kona ba superior kwaba kwaba nye then kwaba kandi si as bad. Because fulo eman vich fulo kulo akwazo ti ah yeah yeah send you land on the zalo like land on the ufela land. Yeah, I will I will likely it out, but neka ukale no definitely definitely my brother and uh, Prophet, just as we wrap up uh, I mean Vuyo makes a very interesting point that sure. you know there are many micro spaces that contribute to this inferiority complex not all of this inferiority complex can be attributable to the laziness of black life I mean, sure, one no, of the things I'm I found sorry. unsettling about your article is this view that black people are lazy and I would say someone who wakes up every single day 4am to go and work and raise the children of other people and never get an opportunity to raise their own children is not someone who is lazy. No, no, it's not. Of mm. course, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I, I concur with yeah. you. I concur but with he you. makes an interesting <laughs> point of you that, you know, these microaggressions contribute to the psyche, to a feeling that yeah. I can't trust you yeah. because I can't trust myself. But yeah. he also makes a, a point here to say, mm. okay, let's uh, admit mm. that we've been challenged. This is a huge challenge sure. ahead of us. But let us not throw in the towel, yes. not just yet. Yeah. But we have to, to admit that there is a huge challenge ahead of us. And uh, for us, it's not insurmountable. Mm. It's not insurmountable. We can't defeat it, but yeah. we have to tell ourselves, this is what we're doing now. We are fighting back. Prophet, yeah. you know what I appreciate about you writing this article and the conversation we've just had? Great. Is the lesson to self-introspect. Thank you. To say, yes, we're fighting yes. centuries of, of uh, oppressive systems that are, are stacked up against us. Sure. But the starting point is to look inward. And I think that's, that's the lesson yeah, as yeah. I show Anabo Exactly. Mm. Let's look within ourselves and look, look at the capabilities that mm. we have intellectually and otherwise. True. And uh, why don't we leverage on that? Yeah. Salute to you, Thank my you. brother. Thank you. That's where we're going to have to leave it this evening. 9 p.m. is the time. I'm back with you again. Ngomso. Uh, doing the same thing. Uh, you have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Wow.